When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Keeping Current with Kansas City. Uh, I have a couple guests on here tonight, but the normal is Daniel Sperry, but I'm going to let him take it from here. Yeah. Hi, folks. Uh, great to be uh, back with you all talking Kansas City Current and hashtag Keeping Current with the the rising current. I don't know. Claire Lavoisier told us uh, on, on Sunday she was going to ride the current as she rode down the river um there with the, her epic celebration um but uh to help us discuss everything that went on sunday help us discuss what's going to come this weekend and what it will be a very wild ending to the nwsl season is a good friend and colleague of mine long time rachel krigger who uh equalizer sports um, covers Liga Emekis women's soccer there, also an NWSL as well as uh, women's soccer, uh, and has been a multi-year podcast host with me um, at Last Word on Soccer uh, when we were doing Last Word SC Radio as a, a regular uh, occurrence for the both of us. So um, welcome, Rachel. Great to have you with us and chatting, chatting most. So I think this is like the first podcast that we've ever done together where we actually get to chat most so the whole time. Yeah, seriously, I definitely have been schedules haven't been easy to align getting you on with me and Trevor um but that'll definitely have to happen sometime soon but yeah it's good to good to talk to you again nice to meet you Thad and glad to be here Uh, just yeah I appreciate you joining and I've you know I've read your stuff and seen you covering soccer uh just what's your uh, we'll start off we'll start off with a really easy question what's your take on this crazy damn season Oh my gosh. Well, I listen, I know it's a, I know it's a KC current, um, podcast and I just have to say like, they've been my, honestly, my favorite story to watch just the, from last to, you know, they're fighting for the shield. And I mean, listen, as a Seattle Sounders fan, I can't root anything Portland. Dan knows that very well. Um, so I, I don't want to see Portland take the shield. Um, obviously huge OL rain, um, supporter and, just, I, I love a good underdog story. So the three-way um, fight for the shield is is really something to watch out for. I think it's great. Um, this this season has been, um, it, it's been really entertaining in a lot of ways. And it's been very like, oh my gosh, what in the world is going on in a lot of ways with schedule conflicts and, and even still more, um, you know, coaching firings and suspensions and whatnot. It's been, it's just been a crazy year. And so I'm, I'm welcoming the playoffs. I'm, I'm certainly welcoming the, the final being so close to, to Pennsylvania um, over at Audi field. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going, um, but I, I think the season has been really fun in, in regard to watching teams like Kansas city and Houston and, and San Diego, the, the expansion team. So it's, it's been a very entertaining season. Yeah, I've always kind of felt sorry for Houston up until uh, you know, like couple last just the last couple of years because they've been so bad, and now they finally 
at least are in the discussion. So that's good for them. And if you would have told me they would be in the discussion with losing Rachel Daly in the summer, I would have told you that y'all were crazy. But I mean, they, I'm, it's, it's a really, really good team. Even after shock watching them in the Challenge Cup, I mean, there were shocking results, uh, shocking performances too from them that were just like, gosh, this team is off of it, um, off the pace. And they came in to Kansas City uh, right after the current loss in the Challenge Cup um, to North Carolina. That next Sunday, I believe it was on Mother's Day, they defeated uh, the current uh, two nothing and kind of a kind of a fluky penalty kick um uh and a weird ending goal when the current were just throwing numbers forward trying to equalize the game um so i think all of a sudden then you're like okay that was right after they had fired um their head coach and made the change and you're thinking with houston you're like okay this is this team might actually like be really really good so um the current got the better of them uh they didn't get uh, i think it was their first game with ebony salmon up there and she's like 12 goals since that game and it's been maybe like six or seven games since that so uh yeah houston has been crazy um just as crazy as north carolina is as we kind of maybe take a look at the 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 ending of this uh of what's coming in the nwsl season with at the table and having such a, a dang dynamic front three as well your sound just changed daniel it my microphone is like cutting in and out um sorry no it's okay we could still hear you it just went a little weird there yeah north carolina has been real, another one of the really weird stories this year terrible to making the playoffs maybe but who would want to face them in the playoffs right now with as much as they can score yeah i mean north carolina is the team that nobody ever wants to play i mean they could start out the season terrible and then again finish strong and everybody still knows what they I mean listen they don't have Lynn Williams and they don't have Sam Mewis and you know a lot of the players that have gone just Kansas City yeah I wonder where they went to (laughs) Jess McDonald to uh you know Louisville and everything but I mean they still have Abby Erseg um they still have you know a a really good core team Carson Pickett's in there um Merritt Mathias is in there just a lot of really good players um, on that team. And I, I like Sean Nahas. I think he's a really good coach. I always wanted him, um, to, to get a ho- head coaching job and, you know, he was passed up. Um, I think he was the one that got passed up for the angel city job. Um, and then he got, um, picked up by North Carolina and I, I think he's a great coach. And I, I think he's and obviously he's been around for a lot of their successes and has had a major part um, in those successes, but yeah, North Carolina, it's crazy. The, the final, the, the last couple teams looking for spots, we could have two expansion teams in there. We could only have one, um, Chicago, this could be the first time that they don't make the playoffs. Um, it's just, it's entertaining. I want to see Houston make it for sure, but that six place spot. I mean, I don't know. It'd be nice to see a little bit of a change up, but I don't know. I, I think it's North Carolina's to lose, but I think my biggest gripe right now is the fact that there really isn't a decision day. It's, you know, if all these games were kicking off at the same time, Jeff Kasuf actually just wrote about this for equalizer. Um, it would be all the more entertaining, but there's like situations where, you know, North Carolina somehow defeats um, San Diego, you know, those other games are kind of all for not and, regard to the sixth place spot i mean there's still the the race for the shield but it's just not as 
dynamic as like an MLS decision day would be with all of the games really kicking off at the same time. Um, I thought Orlando was going to do it. I love Seb Hines. I love his journey um, and him going to um, coach there. I hope, I hope Orlando retains him. Um, but you know, they just couldn't pull it out in the end and you know, they have building blocks for next year. They could have very well finished in last place. Um, but right now I, I really think it's North Carolina spot to lose. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, just curious from the outside looking in, um, obviously Daniel and I have been here watching the current intimately for the last few months and, uh, following all the stories, writing the stories, talking about them, everything. What have you seen from the outside that, you know, what has been the story that you followed about Kansas city? That's a good question. There's a lot. I, I think the obvious is how well they're doing without like Lynn Williams and Sam Muse. Cause everybody was, I mean, those are obviously big signings for, for a lot of reasons, but I love the emergence of CC Kaiser. Um, Dan knows very well. I'm a proponent of if you're playing well for your club team, you should get called up to the national team. Um, and the fact that she hasn't been called up yet, uh, you know, the, the U S one's national team roster drops tomorrow. So you never know. Um, but the fact that she hasn't been called up yet is just absolutely mind boggling. Um, Lola Bonta is having one of the best seasons, um, statistically that she has ever put on and she's, you know, she's not a spring chicken anymore. So the fact that she's really the heart and soul of the team, yes, but also the engine of the team has been huge for Kansas City. Um, A.D. French making the move from Portland to Kansas City and still just standing on top of her head, um, doing things that only A.D. French could do, uh, kind of putting her name back into that um, <clears throat> race for the U.S. Women's National Team spots. Kansas City has just kind of been like that gem that nobody has really talked about because there's, you know, there's all the glitz and glamour with Portland and then OL Rain made all those huge splash signings. San Diego is very popular for a lot of reasons. And, and Kansas City has kind of just climbed the table slowly but surely. And they've done it with such like a confidence and flair. Um, Kristen Hamilton em emerging and just really standing out in, in such a, in such a talented forward league. Um, it, it's been great to see them going from first or from last to like almost first, they have a shot to go first, but I think just, it, it kind of makes you wonder when Lynn Williams and Sam Mewis do come back, like, where is their place? If this team is really firing the way that they are. So that that's probably been the most entertaining for me. I think uh, I think for one for me one of the most entertaining things has just been how much fun they're having, how much joy. I mean, it's you could see you know last year the players that were here, you know, fought hard and didn't get the results, uh, but this year as as they started to gain momentum, you could just see that happiness, the joy, the the fun, and now low challenging everybody to have uh, great celebrations, and that's kind of spreading to other teams now. What's been your favorite celebration so far, Daniel? I really enjoyed the uh, the putt from uh, from low uh, over the weekend, as I am an avid golfer. Um, I enjoyed. I thought Kristen uh, Edmonds did a great job of tending the pin for her, like a good golf partner should. Um, uh, so very well done. Uh, I tweeted out the quote tweet of that celebration. There was a fan view that had it. It uh, was really good from the South Stand. Um, and I quote tweeted out and said better than most, as in the very famous Tiger Woods putt uh, on. Uh, you have to look it up if you don't. 
if you don't know golf, big golf moments, there was a famous putt that Tiger Woods made um, on one of the most historic holes in golf, which is the 17th hole at Sawgrass in Florida. It's this massive island green that bumps and hills and all over the place. And he was on the complete other side of it. It's probably a 60, 70 foot putt um, that he smacks. And the announcer, I believe it's Jim Nance, uh, was saying, and it was, he started out, well, it's better than most better than most and it just picks up and he keeps repeating it until it goes in and that it just gets louder into this yell of better than most and it trickles in the side of the, the hole and it's just wow you know freaks out right so that was that was my tribute back to low with the better than most i really did think too that Kristen hamilton's uh leg guitar leg you know sw- big swinging guitar yep. was great cc kaiser kind of has this whole like like she, I don't know. There's a great TikTok out there. Um, because we're doing this on video, for us, I'm not gonna attempt to act this up. There's a great TikTok out there. Um, that sees there's a GIF of CC Kaiser doing the little rock out thing and sticking her tongue out. Um, that fits that TikTok uh, uh, specifically. And then for her to go uh, when she scored over the weekend and grab the corner flag um, and do the rock out and it's like she was leaning over with the microphone was super cool too. So I think those are my three favorite ones that they've done um but yeah they they are all uh quite quite hilarious and that is far more golf than i ever thought we would talk about on this pod this is <laughs> hey sorry you know i blame low for bringing it in so <laughs> uh, yeah she was uh she we, we actually talked to her today and it was pretty entertaining talking to her about it and trying to get her husband roger to do uh you know and she's like no, he's not going to do them. So. He needs to, he needs, her exact words were, he needs to stick to what he's good at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, how much, uh, you know, do you think that like the, the celebration spreading, you know, that just, it's, it's something that everybody can enjoy and watch and retweet and share the videos and stuff, you know, again, it just helps the popularity of the league. Yeah. I don't know. Rachel, you are, you and I have had our, Plenty of texts back and forth, our rants off air, quote offline about uh, you know things in this league and things that we like. Okay, come on, can you just do this? Um, just how good though is that? Is, is this from your perspective too? Is you're seeing it league wide as well with Portland doing the wacky inflatable flailing two man uh, thing on their goal um, this weekend? I mean, it, it, it's catching a fire and it's kind of making the league say, okay, we can, we can really lean into this and market it as opposed to like being the NFL and being a curmudgeon about anything that's ever fun. I mean, the, the team that gets, that sits down and does the kayaking one, the canoeing one, that's going to be my like Twitter header as soon as that happens. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, like for a league like this, especially like in their 10th year, it's incredible to market it like that. There are still some players who have been around from the start. Um, the league needs to be marketed for sure. You know, 10 years, they're still not exactly where they want it to be. One thing that we always talk about over at Equalizer, one thing we always, you know, lovingly complain about is the fact that the NWSL final doesn't ever get um, the championship hype that like maybe Super Bowl week or, you know, some the world series stuff like that granted the world series is you know seven games and and whatnot same with the nba and um nhl but 
you know, so I've been to a couple of finals now and it just feels like there could be more behind it. And I think that's like one of the easiest ways to market it, like getting all these teams just doing these ridiculous, crazy, fun uh, celebration things, having this like quote unquote celebration war. Um, but it, it's, I mean, it's fun to do. It's easy to market. And the, the league has had a lot of years with a black cloud hanging over its head, right? I mean, there's no denying that for the last couple of years. So just some sunshine peeking out through those clouds is exactly what it needs right now. I think one of the favorite things for me about that, because I, I, I totally agree with you, Rachel, but the, the great thing about that for me is that it's, uh, it's organic. It's the players doing it, the players having fun. It's not uh, the team or the league saying, here, do this, have this fake rate uh, rivalry or any of that sort of thing. It's the players just having fun and enjoying playing soccer. It's what, it's the best part about any of the games is just enjoying playing. I'm with you. I, I find it. Uh, I always find when athletes get the opportunity to like really sh- let their personality shine. It's never a bad thing. Um, you see it in MLB with, uh, you know, let the kids play. They have that whole kind of a mantra thing behind it. They've really gotten after pitchers from like, throwing at, at players who do celebrations when they hit home runs or sit and stare and do big old bat flips and do all this crazy stuff. Even in college football, you see them embrace like sidelines, embracing the whole, the turnover chain thing at Miami. Like there's opportunity for players to really market their personality um, and show off who they are. And I think so much of the humanity of the player gets lost uh, in sports fandom um, and being able to like do things that, that express their individuality and express their personality. And uh, you see, you know, CC Kaiser rocking out and having fun and you see low, you know, doing the whole twerking thing. That's a, the fake injury and the twerking thing like that whole thing is like absolutely Lola Bonta's personality um, to go pull that stuff. So I think anytime an, an athlete gets the opportunity to, to share that with the rest of the world is a positive thing. And um, I, I look forward to the league um, hopefully continuing to market it and continuing to push it in the right direction. Um, and for play- players are, don't seem to be like taking this, like, Oh, you jerks, you celebrated us again. You celebrated against us like that. Like, you know, no one's been putting in two foot tackles. I think on Saturday that we got our first true straight red of the entire NWSL season. And it was because Bianca St. George, like double flipped, uh the bird to the referee and the chicago portland match like no one does no one's out there doing revenge two footers and stuff like that because people are celebrating so i think you know as it continues to stay fun and continues to say a good expression of personality i am all for it continuing to be um an absolute blast because that's what it is i'm waiting for a, a double bird celebration somewhere along the line you know, I, I think the league has <laughs> the league has set the precedent on what happens when you get the double when you give the double bird. Um, so I think that that one's done. <laughs> it, it, what would your celebration be if you scored, Rachel? Mm, I hate to say the double bird, but no, <laughs> um, um, I always like I don't remember who did it, but the person who like sit and sat and did the yoga pose, like the like that's the Erling Holland yes I would totally I would totally sit in like the penalty box and do that that what what would you do that wouldn't potentially uh throw out your back or crack a hip or something that's right gotta play it safe there Dan I'm getting old I'm getting old man (laughs) 
I, I'm got, I got my letter. I'm getting kicked off my parents' health insurance, man. I'm getting old. <laughs> well, as somebody who's like twice your age, uh, I think he I think he was trying to like throw uh, shade at my age and you know me limping around. You gave, sometimes you gave me some you gave me some good shtick last week, so it's my turn to give it to you. Oh yeah, no, it, it's cool, man. It's it's fair. Um, and and you know just. I play in a media game and I can't walk for a couple of days. Sometimes that's okay. <laughs> and play in a media game is uh, sometimes a very inaccurate term. I was, I was trying to the defend the, the statue defensive tactic is, is that specialty in the media game. I, I did have some good moments, but anyway, you did. You did. What, what would your celebration be? Man, if I, I, I Honestly, I think it would be the double knee slide. Uh, that would be like my favorite, except my knees are so bad. I don't know if I'd want to do that more than once <laughs> in my life. So no, I would, uh, maybe I'd have to do like a, you know, a photography thing, you know? Oh yeah. Like mm -hmm. pretend I'm taking a picture, something like that. Yeah. I, I, for, for me, I would have to say, I mean, if, as you saw my celebration in the Sporting KC media game, I was very willing and completely agile and able enough to leap the ad boards. So I would do that again. Um, yeah, and and I, talking about trying to hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a little bit more difficult, but see, this this is why I'd be able to get back over the second time because the second time when I tried to get back over in the sporting game, it did not happen. It, it was it was a little tough. I didn't eat it, but I almost did, and I had to like hobble my way back over. Uh, but to avoid that, part of that was because I was so gassed from running because I have not sprinted like that uh, in a really long time. But to save myself from being gassed, I would do the whole hop the ad boards and jump into the front row of the stands and sit and clap and cheer. Uh, the, the, when I've seen people do that in like empty stadiums or something, like those always absolutely crack me up. I'm always here for the more extravagant celebrations, uh, bring out the the, the Torello and his phone call, uh, cell phone in his sock like thing. Like I give me all of those types of celebrations. So that's where I'm at. So back to a little more soccer. What? <laughs> uh, what? What's your predictions on who's going to actually take it, Rachel? Taking your uh, your bias out of who you want to get the shield. Uh, looking at who has that potential, and then what do you you know the uh, the playoffs? What do you how do you predict that's going to run? Who's got the best chance of going all the way and being in DC for you to cover? Mm, that's a good question. I think all of the matchups for the shield teams are pretty favorable. I mean, OL Reign has Orlando. That's kind of iffy. I mean, Portland has Gotham. Sorry, Gotham fans, but yeesh. Um, and then Kansas City has Racing Louisville, and Racing Louisville has nothing to lose. And what they just beat, what, San Diego the other day? Um, Orlando did just beat. Oh, no, they uh... beat Angel City. They, they beat yes. Angel City. Racing beat uh, Angel City. Um, Orlando did beat... Uh, who did they beat? They beat Chicago, correct? Orlando tied with San Diego. Okay. Yeah, Orlando tied with San Diego in their last match. Yep. That's right. Sorry. I think... Um, oh, I hate to say it, but I think Portland's going to win the Shield. Uh, all the Sounders fans are going to boo me for that one. But yeah, I think Portland... Uh, Portland Thorns are going to win the shield as long as the Timbers don't do anything. I'll be happy. Um, sorry. Um, how are the playoffs going to go? 
I, a part of me wants to see, I, I, I do think Kansas City has a shot of making it. I think it's going to be on one side of the bracket. Granted, I'm not looking at any potential bracket yet, so I don't really know what that's going to be. I could see, you know, a semifinal between Kansas City and O.L. Reign. That would be really, really entertaining, I think. Um, I don't think San Diego as the expansion team, I don't think they're going to make the final. I think they're kind of dropping off the slope a little bit right now. Um, It'll be interesting to see when everybody comes back from the international break to make, you know, pending everybody being healthy and whatnot. Um, That's obviously the biggest question there when you go into an international break. Um, I would love to see um, O.L. Reign make it back to a final. Heck, I'd, I'd love to see Kansas City make it. It'd be very interesting to see those two because they have a long, long history, even though they are now all rebranded and whatnot. But you know what? Sure, I'll go with that. I'll go with O.L. Reign. I'll go with Kansas City in the final. I think that would be a lot of fun. And it, it would be a nice way to kind of harken back to the league's history. Again, this is the 10th anniversary. Um, so it'd be a nice way to kind of go back to something super historic there. Yeah. I would, I would love to see Kansas City make it that far, obviously, because it would be fun and give us more things to write about and talk about uh, and be very enjoyable. I, I really do kind of feel like this is a team built to win maybe next year because they, they have a lot of good parts, but they could always use a few more. They could use that, that star player that wasn't there this year but they really are kind of just a, a, a goal scoring by committee, which makes them maybe stronger. I don't know. What do you think, Daniel? Oh, I've already had my thoughts on this one because I think superstars are what wins. Um, uh, when you have that game changer on it, uh, when it comes down to a make or break game like that, I think that's what really, that's the difference maker. Um, if I, as I see it shaking out, uh, I mean, I, I wrote a giant article uh on the on the possible scenarios i did not include the whole goal differential scenarios because there's no way the only so the only two teams that the current can actually tie with on goal differential and there be a an even an ounce of a possibility of a result for them to overtake them on goal differential is portland and uh in and ol rain um to to if they were tied on points, the only way that can happen between them and Portland to be tied on points is a Kansas City win and a Portland draw. And in that case, Kansas City would have to have beaten Louisville by 25. Yes, 25 goals is the only way that they're surpassing them in uh, in that instance. So unless like Chris and Angie slipped a million dollars into every single Louis- racing Louisville players Venmo um, overnight, like that's probably not going to happen. And the referees. Um, and the referees like that there's so much that has to happen for that to be 25 goals i mean that's like that's like england playing uh papua new guinea in soccer like i expect 25 to nothing out of that like i i i mean that's that's just beyond comprehension the other one would be ol rain and them being and uh the current being tied which would take an ol rain loss and a current draw now the current then if they drew they could not obviously get a goal differential higher than their one which means that the ol rain would have to have lost by 10 so there's zero in in any way where they tie on points with somebody uh, and are going to win the tiebreaker. And that's where they're at. We've talked about the goal differential on this pod at length at this point. So the way I see it shaking out 
they're I mean they're gonna have to finish first both Portland need to lose and rain have to get a draw or a loss and the current have to win that's the only way that they're winning the shield possible maybe but I'm not a hundred percent on that but I do see the opportunity them for them to jump into second um just because I think the rains matchup is a little bit harder um considering how Orlando played and I could see I could see the current jumping into that second role. And if they do that, then the OL Reign has to likely play against North Carolina, which is a dangerous matchup right now in that semifinal, which could potentially put um or in the quarterfinals, which would put the winner of that likely playing uh, the current in the semifinal based on how that bracket would show up. So that would be a very intriguing setup, uh, if that all shook out that way. Um, but yeah, I I don't see anybody other than portland shaking out at the top um and it's hard to bet against them in a one game to get to the final at their home field um especially with the way the crowds that they draw and the, the sports they have and the players that they have it just seems very unlikely that we won't see um the portland thorns in the end of final but this league's crazy anything can happen yeah it's we, we i've started calling it the normally weird soccer league um, I like that. Just too many weird things. We kind of covered some of that last week, but Kansas City being up there with a minus two goal differential last week, uh, just the way that some of the teams are doing with who scored and who's not and things like that. But it's just, it's this league seems to just embrace weirdness and that's okay. That's, we kind of like that at times. All right. We, uh, I got just a few minutes left. Is there uh, anything that we should have asked you today, Rachel? What, what what's the like the the burning thing you want to stand up on a podium and like tell people on give us in Kansas City? Give us your last words, as we always say <laughs> on our last word on Soccer Club Radio podcast. Um. Oh, last words. Yeah. Here we go. Um, I have no so, sponsor spiel though. We don't have sponsors. I was gonna so no say no, spiel. no, no uh, ad reads. <laughs> dang darn. Okay. I was looking forward to. No, I'm kidding. Um. Just, just watch the final. Just watch the playoffs. Watch the final. It's going to be a really entertaining, um, you know, slew of games coming up. I think, um, you know, even the international break. These are going to be some really fun games. USA, England, USA. Well, we don't know if USA, Spain is going to happen with the whole um, chaos going on with the Spanish Federation and the and the players from the Spanish women's national team. Um, but I think the NWSL playoffs are going to be a lot of fun. Um, I hope to see a lot of people in DC. Um, and I just think that, you know, as long as Portland isn't in the final, it's going to be a good final. <laughs> so everybody will be happy. Um, now I'm, I'm a little bit bummed to not see, uh, Washington in the playoffs, um, again, this year, kind of crazy how, how they dipped, um, this year in, in a lot of different ways, um, but I'm excited for the playoffs. I think it's going to be entertaining and, you know, I'm intrigued to see what um, some teams like racing and Orlando do in the off season as well. Cause I, I mean, those are two teams there that I really love their head coaches. Um, so I'm intrigued to see what they do to try to replicate what Kansas city did this year, going from bottom of the table to um, top of the table and see if Gotham, Gotham can turn it around a little bit. I have a lot of thoughts there, but not enough time. <laughs> All right. Any last words, Daniel? <laughs> Any last words? I don't have much outside of just, I mean, 
I know the opportunity has passed for you to go see a home game uh, for the current for listeners, maybe. But if you haven't gone out yet, um, playoffs, honestly, you know, they're not going to it's not going to be like I doubt it will be like a hundred dollars a ticket, um, but it's going to be a really incredible opportunity um, to go see them at Children's Mercy Park uh, for an opportunity. Most likely, all they need is one point or the or Houston to drop a point in their match to get a home playoff game. Uh, it's pretty pretty likely they'll end up with the home playoff game, which is going to be uh, a real incredible treat um, on a big sports weekend in Kansas City already with Chiefs Bills coming in. Um, that That's going to be a fun ticket and a ticket that you've got to pay attention to. So um, I highly encourage um, folks to be trying to get in on playoff tickets um, for the current because it's going to be it's going to be a wild ride this the in the in the playoffs and um, you know, I think the team, the team at the best of the sum of its healthy parts right now um, is a team that is probably still good enough to win um, uh, the title. And I, I believe that. I think we've seen that at multiple points this year that they should be in where in the conversation where they are in the standings. Um, and they went through a really tough stretch that uh, kind of, I think, jaded everyone's perception perceptions of them at the beginning of the regular season um, with a lot of things that they really couldn't control um, with with COVID and you know the the schedule and the, the road travel that they were on uh, at that point so um, this is a really really good soccer team that uh, you know deserves a lot of credit um, and deserves a lot of credit for what they've been able to do in the league this year so um, if you haven't gone out yet playoffs probably a pretty darn good time to go do it um because it's it's i think it's going to be a really awesome match whoever they play up against and, and i will just add that it is possible that they would have a bye the first weekend still so they that could still potential happen. yeah potential and if they do then they play on the, the weekend, weekend of the 22nd 23rd, 23rd. Yeah. but i'm not sure which day i can't remember yeah nobody knows um all right, really, because literally do just have like two minutes left, but I'm going to do like quick lightning round questions. So you okay. cannot sit there and pontific- pontific- pontificate for like three minutes, Daniel. That's fine. Um, is, I'll, I'll start with Rachel, though. Is Matt Potter in the uh, running for coach of the year? Absolutely. Daniel. He should be the front runner. He should be the winner. <laughs> yeah. uh, MVP of the league, Lola Banta. Mm. Mm, that's tough i don't know who my i think she's in the running i do think she's in the running um but but who's gonna win it who would you vote for right at this moment just just fishlock probably fair enough yeah. okay daniel same um I don't know. It's hard to uh, if if the Chicago Red Stars make the playoffs, it's Mount Pugh. Fair enough. I will let you both go. Uh, thank you for joining, Rachel. Hopefully, we can have you on again sometime in the near future and we can get talk playoffs. How about that? Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, and thank you both for joining. And we are out. Mm-hmm.